everybody, this is Harriet Kamak, the host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, I want to talk with you about the concept of where are your fathers? That's right. In fact, I'm pointing that question at myself because I'm also asking myself that. Where are your fathers? So today we're going to talk about that from the book of Zechariah chapter 1. It's a rhetorical question because God is asking it. And we all know by now, if God is asking the question, it's because he already knows the answer. So he wants us now to say, "Mm, I think I know where my father is. So we're going to talk about that within the context of what we've been talking about for several weeks now. And that is... Where are the shepherds? The shepherds have been foolish. We have seen where they have made foolish decisions. They're not listening to God. So they're not informing the public. They're not coming to us and telling us, thus saith the Lord. Or if you don't want to say, thus saith the Lord, you can at least say, well, I think you should do this in an informed manner that shows that it's different from the rhetoric and the instruction that we get from society. You see, the church is supposed to, inform society. So then we should not, it's not just about, well, you shouldn't look like the the world or you shouldn't, it's more about where does your information come from? So our actions should inform culture. Culture should not be informing us. So when God is saying, where are your fathers? That's a question that is spiritual, but in a cultural context, we can go there, talk about all the baby mama, baby daddy drama, pointing the finger back at Harriet herself, who has been redeemed from that. Amen. Right? So we're talking about that today also as the fathers of the church. Many people like to say that my spiritual father, my spiritual father brought me up in the ministry, brought me up in the gospel. So I want to ask you this question, where are your fathers? Because many of you are exemplifying and you are also displaying attitudes and attributes from a generation that worked in a previous generation that cannot work in this generation. We've got to learn to move forward. The Bible says in Isaiah, behold, I do a new thing. Shall it not spring forth? What are we not understanding? From generation to generation, God, his nature doesn't change, but his methods do. Because every generation, it's a new thing. The kinds of stuff we're encountering today, you can call them demons if you want. We have never seen them. A generation before never had to deal with the stuff that we're dealing with. And what are the tools that we're bringing to them? You're talking about your spiritual father. Well, what tools have you brought from your spiritual father to deal with the spiritual issues that are afflicting our young people today. We have a crisis right now in our country, but it's worldwide in your country, right where you are amongst young people, young people, people 40 and younger. They are having mental health crises. They grew up in traumatic, chaotic times. They have no hope because baby boomers, don't, don't, you, don't, you don't want me to start. Baby boomers messed up the economy. And now, a generation later, all they're inheriting is debt. They're inheriting every dysfunction. And we're asleep at the switch. So where are your fathers? Is the question God is asking. All this stuff is going on. All this chaos is erupting everywhere. So where are the fathers? To come and guide the people. And many of you are jumping off and you're ready to come at me and say, well, you know, I don't need a father and I don't need this. And I am going to be graceful 
and gracious enough to understand you. You know why? Because maybe the example of a father that you had was not the correct one. Maybe the example of a father you had was not loving. He was not stern. He was not authoritative. In fact, he didn't stand in his position as provider and safety provider for the family. He didn't stand up in his position as the authority in the family and left the family and abandoned the family to go pursue his own interests. So you rightly say that I don't have a father. God knows that. So he's asking you, where are your fathers? So in this scripture, in this text, we're going to go into it for us to see that even though you may not have had a natural father like I didn't, who guided me and made sure that certain kinds of illnesses of the society didn't come near me, that God proved himself to be father. By the time I was 25, I began to realize that that was where my father was. Amen? Amen. So you're listening to me talk and you're like, who is this person? My name is Harriet Kamak. I'm an author and speaker. I'm also an ordained minister. And I am the founder of the Exodus Foundation. The Exodus Foundation provides relief services to women and girls in our community. So for more information about who we are, go to our website, theexodusfoundation.com. You can also find a plethora of interest about me and my books on the World Wide Web. So you can go to www.google.com. You can find a page about me and my books. Amen. I want to thank you so much in advance for your support as you continue to watch this broadcast and as you continue to listen to us. And for those of us who are listening, you can find me on a plethora of podcast platforms across the world. And you can also find me on select TV stations around the nation. Thank you so much in advance for your support. Amen. Amen. So the Bible says we're in Zechariah. Now, a few weeks ago, we talked in Zechariah chapter 13. If you can see where this is going, we talked about foolish shepherds. Yeah. And now we're in Zechariah chapter one. The previous week, we looked at Haggai, Haggai chapter two. And we talked about, well, where are the prophets? What are they doing? Are they instructing? Are they guiding? Are they spending time with God and coming back to tell the people? I'm not a performative kind of preacher. I'm not a performative minister. I just simply tell it as I read it and as it's interpreted to me. You might find that you will find yourself embodied in the scripture, or you might find that you resonate with it, or it might trigger a desire in you to learn more about God. If that is your story, please, I invite you in to join with us and you can call us. The number is running on the screen for more information on how you too can develop a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And we're not going to politicize this. This is not political. Ignore all that you have heard for a minute and just stick with this. I can tell you if you want to know more about God, I strongly recommend start reading the book of John, John, the revelator, John chapter one, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Start reading at John chapter one, and you will find that it makes it easier to absorb everything about the scriptures. Amen. Amen. So turn with me in your Bibles to Zechariah chapter one. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. Of course, this is my iPad and it has a nice little app on it called the Bible app. Makes it so much easier as you go through your life. You might be at work and you're like, Harry, I can't walk around with a big Bible 
They make the Bible in so many different editions today that it's easier and more contemporaneous for all of us in the language that we speak today. I find that the New King James Version uh, just appeals to me. There are people who preach from the Amplified Bible. They preach from the Message Bible. There's so many editions. It's what works for you. The New International Version, the American Standard Version, all of that makes sense to you. Amen. It's still the word of God, still chopped up, but it comes. Amen. So Zechariah chapter one is where we're starting and I'm putting my glasses on because I have, uh, shall we say mommy eyes, <laughs> mommy eyes, Zechariah chapter one. And it says here in the eighth month of the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came to Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, the son of Edo, the prophet, right? Saying the Lord has been very angry with your fathers. Listen, you heard that. I, I didn't write that. This is in Zechariah chapter one, verse two of the new King James version of the Bible. Therefore say to them, thus says the Lord of hosts. So the Lord is telling Zechariah, who was a prophet in the old Testament. He lived about the same time as Haggai, right? After the captivity and the people had been returned and restored. He says, the lust, thus says the Lord of hosts, return to me, says the Lord of hosts, and I will return to you. That is calling all of us. He's calling you and I return to me. Oh, God says, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. Do not be like your fathers to whom the former prophets preached. Thus says the Lord of hosts, turn now from your evil ways and your evil deeds. But they did not hear nor heed me. So the Lord is telling us who are alive today. We're alive. So stop right there. Let us forget about our fathers for a minute. The grandfathers, the fathers who left us, the fathers who abandoned us, the fathers who left our mothers standing on the side of a road, the fathers who beat our mothers, the fathers who raped their children, the fathers who did not feed their children. The fathers who pretended they didn't have one family here and another over there. The fathers who were not fathers at all, but wanted the title of father. The father who left us. What does God say here? He said, do not be like them. The prophets of old preached to them and told them, be a man in the family. Stand up, take care of your children. Marry that woman whom you're having sex with and having children with. Protect that child. Go be a father. That was God doing what? Telling the fathers, telling the prophets to tell the fathers. Did the fathers of old, did they listen? No, they did not. They turned away from that word and now God is telling us, Turn now from your evil ways and your evil deeds. God told the prophets to tell them what? Turn from your evil ways and your evil deeds. Can we just take five seconds? I'm going to take 30 seconds right here to examine what were the evil ways and the evil deeds. You want me to start? I am the product of one, so I can't talk about you. Let me talk about me. Here I sit because a man went and had sex with my mother. Yes, she complicit because she was not raped and they had me. Nobody thought about what would happen to the child. Nobody thought that the child needed a father. The child needed security. The child needed provision. The child needed to be taken care of and to be protected so that evil things and evil deeds did not happen to them. So it happened to me, right? Okay. So because the father was absent, what happened to me? Evil things and evil deeds happened. Might I dare say that is the story of many of us. Our fathers were absent. When the preachers of old and the prophets of old were telling the fathers of, our, of the day 
to make sure that you marry the woman you have children with. Marry and take care of the children. Nobody listened. So evil things began to happen. When evil things happen to me, then evil things are likely to happen to who? My descendants, because it was established. Are you listening to me? So your fathers, the verse continues in verse five. It says, your fathers, where are they? And the prophets, do they live forever? Yet surely my words and my statutes, which I commanded my servants, the prophets, did they not overtake your fathers? You heard what the God, you heard what God is saying right here? He said, where are the fathers and the prophets? They're gone. I lost my father. He's gone. The prophets, they're not here anymore. Every day we're burying them. So the word of God is still here. It stands generation to generation. So the Lord is now saying, so another generation didn't listen to me. They ignored my words. Are you going to listen now? Because my word is still here and I'm still talking today into the earth. But where are the people whom I spoke to for a previous time? They're gone. So then they returned and said, these are the people. Just as the Lord of hosts determined to do to us according to our ways and according to our deeds. So has he dealt with us. On the fourth, 24th day of the seventh, 11th month, because a lot of people like to say that the Bible is a book of mythology and the Bible is a storybook and it's fairy tales. Well, I've never read a fairy tale that says on the 24th day of the 11th month. I've read fairy tales, however, that say once upon a time. So I'm going to read that one more time for all the naysayers who like to say the Bible is a book of, 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 of gadgets and fairy and goblets. On the 24th day of the 11th month. So this actually happened. It's recorded in history. Which is the month Shabbat in the second year of Darius. Darius was a king of Israel. He did live after the captivity after the people came back from Babylon. The word of the Lord came to Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, the son of Edo. So who is Zechariah? We're talking about where are your fathers? Zechariah was the son of who? Berechiah, the son of Edo. Edo was Zechariah's grandfather. Where are your fathers? Many of us today, so many of us, can't even point a finger to where our fathers are. I'm going to pray for you in just a moment because we don't even know where he is. Some people today, especially the millennial and Gen Z generation, their fathers are so absent. The fathers are so absent from our lives that people refer to them as what? Sperm donors. That's all they are because that's all they do. They don't come forward. They don't, uh, they aren't in their lives and they make it seem like the good men, the fathers who stayed, the fathers who hover over their children, who provide shelter and make sure they call their children, make sure their children are taken care of, who work their fingers to the bone, drop from a heart attack at 55 and 60 because they stayed with their children. They make it seem like that is an anomaly. I'm talking to all of you because some of you allow yourselves to be fanboys of men who are not fathers. I'm telling you the truth. They weren't raised by a father. They don't know how to be a father. So here you are. Your instinct is telling you you need to take care of your children. But you're listening to some fanboy who has a podcast who is telling you that women don't deserve a man, a husband. And that when you are not a husband to the wife... 
what are you? So you're not a father to your own children. The children will grow up. Children grow up. They're resilient. They will come together. Where are your fathers? You see who Zechariah was? Everybody in this day and time could go and tell who they descended from. In fact, your name was because you were son of. So someone greets you, they say, son of Berechiah, son of Edo. That tells you that you have a long line of fathership. Where are the fathers? Don't let me get started, Holy Spirit. I don't really want to go there. I want to just read this. Mm, let me let, let me calm down. And the man who stood among the, mur- the myrtle trees answered and said, These are the ones whom the Lord has sent to walk to and fro throughout the earth. So they answered the angel of the Lord who stood among the myrtle trees and said, We have walked to and fro throughout the earth. And behold, all the earth is resting quietly. Father, in the name of Jesus, let me decrease so that you might increase. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts find acceptance in your sight. I pray for someone watching today that they be healed from every tormenting spirit. I command right now that tormenting spirits of illness and disease and fear and worry disappear off your people. I break the power of hindering spirits that hinder us from going in and accessing the virtues and the plans that you have for us. I pray a hedge of protection around the United States of America right now in the name of Jesus. I command angels to guard us as we sleep. I command angels to watch over us and our political systems as we sleep in Jesus' mighty name. May the blood of Jesus Christ be the hedge of protection all around me every day, all around us every day. And I pray over you that you will have a supernatural overnight expeditious deliverance from not having a father. Amen. Where are your fathers? See, when the Bible was written, it was anathema and unthinkable that a man would abandon his children that a man would not stand up and be a father. So many times when you hear people say they have a spiritual father, it's usually a test of the fact that a natural father was not there. So you needed a spiritual father to guide you in the ways of life, to instruct you and to inform you of what to do. Life does not come with a manual. Very rarely. Do you, have you ever seen a manual written called the book of life? Have you ever seen a manual that can tell you every situation that would happen? But what keeps us more often than not is our parents, the fathership. Many times when men are absent from their role as fathers, the woman has to become the father. I can talk about you, so I'm going to talk about me a little bit. Because I did not have a husband who beat me up and I had to run for my life, My children tell me that they could tell when I was playing the role of a father and when I was not. To me, I was just Harriet. In my personhood, I'm just a girl. All I wanted to do was wear pretty things all day and be pretty all day and just be a girl and just raise my little girls like That's all I wanted. I just wanted to exist in that kingdom, but that wasn't real. When they left me, I had to pull up my bootstraps and go to work and make sure I provided a home and make sure my children were protected. So I had to become the father. So then my children say that there were times when I was just a nurturing mom. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. You're sick today. Well, stay home and mommy will make you tea and mommy will make you chicken soup and feed you and so on. And then they said there were times when they would come and they would say, mom, I want to go somewhere. And I would say, absolutely not. You're not going anywhere. Put your clothes off, go sit down and do something. 
I had to step into the role that I never thought in my natural mind would happen. Why? Because there was an absence of fathers. You don't even trust someone today to go take your children to so many mothers said, well, my son needs a father figure. So they take their son to the next male version of humanity there is who ends up hurting the child more. They expose the child to things that he should, she would never have wanted to happen to her child. Never would have thought they could do. Touch your child inappropriately. Sexually molest your children. Give them tormenting thoughts about manhood and how to be a father. Let us face it, we're raising men who are little boys who are going to grow up to be someone's father one day. So while you have your precious son and you idolize him and you don't even want him to go outside and play football because you don't want him to be hurt, be mindful of the fact that someday he's going to grow up and be someone's father. What would you want him to do? God is telling us in this, stop right there. We missed the boat. It didn't work out from the previous generation. Come back to him. Come back and receive the instruction by the myrtle tree. That means come under him. Let God instruct you and inform your decision on how we should proceed. I know many of us, especially for me, it's a bit late. My children are grown, so they didn't have a father when they were growing up because people thought that they should not stay with their children because that's not cool. Being a fanboy and being a bad boy is more important. Yeah, it is being a bad boy. Let's face it. You abandon your children. What would have happened if I had abandoned my children? Some of us abandon our children, not just by stepping out the door and never coming back. I've heard some tropes that my children tell me about where daddy said he was going to the convenience store and he disappeared and the next time they saw him was 20 years later. He just totally disappeared. You have traumatized the whole group of people because you had a choice that you thought you could make. You do realize that when you walk out on children, you walk out on the mother, you're also walking out on the children. Whereas, where's the fathership? The father is supposed to be the protector. Did you know that? So you're teaching your son how to roll the trash out so that the garbage can doesn't turn over on his sisters and his mother. So when he grows up to be a father, he knows he has a role to play. You're teaching him if the front door rings, you go and answer the front door because that's what the father does. You're teaching him to be the provider. So be the example. You're teaching him to go on his knees and pray to God because you don't know when the answer will come because some things happen and you don't know. Every day you get up and go to work, tears are running out of my eyes right now. Just thinking of how many of us have been hurt from a lack of father. I'm sorry. How many of us have not? You might be listening to this and you say, but I'm a good father. Can I just tell you, thank you? But I shouldn't be thanking you because that is your reasonable service and you're nodding your head with me. You're saying you are absolutely right. I should be the father that I was called to be. Let us be clear, ladies and gentlemen. God is telling us that a lot of what we're experiencing today, a lot of what our children are experiencing today is because of a lack of fathers. So he's asking us, where are your fathers? We're running to God saying, oh God, help me. Oh God, help me. And while that is what we are supposed to do, he's saying a lot of the problems that you have, it takes time for God to work it out from heaven to drop down because he's not a magician. Your father was supposed to do that. Your father was supposed to make the provision. He's the one who was, he created you, came out of the bowels of your father. So he should have been the one 
who made sure that he provided for you to go to school, provided for you to go to college, to make sure nobody touched you inappropriately, to tell you what is good touch and bad touch, what is good and what shouldn't be, and tell you to go to school and keep you away from predators around you. That's the father. So God is saying, where are your fathers? Because the generations have run amok. We have drug addiction unscathed. We have mental unwellness unscathed, unabated, alcoholism out of control. All these young women who are going to the bar to drink like they're men. Where are your fathers? And you say that that that's women's liberation? Can I ask you a question? Is that an informed decision on your part? Because when you are so drunk that somebody has to put you in a cab and then you end up being raped, what happens? Where are your fathers? I know that I'm not going to get any amens and this is one of those things. You're probably going to call the station I'm on and tell them you don't want to hear from me anymore. That's fine. Because until we can come to Jesus and have a come to Jesus moment with ourselves and say we are our fathers. I mean, the people in the audience right now, they're looking at me and you're probably feeling uncomfortable. But the truth of the matter is this is what we're supposed to do. If every time I come to you to say something to you, if it is not stirring you up, I am do- I'm not doing my job. I can't always come and pat you on the back and tell you everything is hunky-dory. Not when we have mass shooters out here and fathers are not disciplining their children. Put the gun down. Can we talk to them? That was your little Johnny when he was born. Tell him, sit down over there and listen to me. You don't have to be abusive, but he needs to hear the sternness. So when he encounters the police or the school safety officer, he will respond The principal won't have to call the school safety officer because he already knows sternness. Come on. I didn't have a father, so I determined I was going to get married. I stayed in an abusive marriage for 13 years because I did not want what? I didn't want my children to grow up without a father. When it became untenable, I had to leave it alone. So my question to you is, the Lord is saying, return unto me. He says, come unto me. All he who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So I want to pray with you. I want you to come back to the place of fathership. If you are a father and you're hearing this and you have left your children, brother, I am begging you, pick up the phone, send an email, get in touch with your children right now. Lay yourself down and say, I am sorry I was not there, but I'm here now apologize for not being there and say, I'm here now. What can I do? I am your father. If you have, you're thinking about being a father, this is what is in front of you. You are a father all the time. If you have never been a father, but you're thinking of it, you have to go and ask God, how do I do this? And for those of us who were raised without fathers, I pray that you will come to know Father God as your father. I pray that every broken thing in your life that comes as a result of not knowing the protection and safety and provision of a father, I command it broken now and healing is restored in your life. I pray that God himself will come down to you and show you that he is your father in Jesus mighty name. Right on, I go right ahead right now and pray in the name of Jesus that all things will work together for your good. I command a supernatural 
overnight expeditious deliverance to come to you. And I pray that those mental processes that you are going through, that will come to a rest and that you will come to a place of peace and accept if your father has gone on to be with the Lord and you never got a chance to repair the breach. I pray right now that God will come and be the repairer of the breach in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you all the praise. Father, bless your people all week in Jesus' name. Give them a supernatural overnight expeditious deliverance in 24 hours from everything that comes against them. This is Harriet Kamek with Down to Earth. Be blessed, everybody.